This is The Dosha Life, a podcast for wellness seekers and happiness curators interested in tools, tips, and remedies coming from the wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda. I am Kelly Marie Mills from Yoga Ayurveda Living. Welcome to my happy place. This is series seven, and today we are with Paul Condon. He is the owner of Positive Life, the the holistic magazine in Ireland. Paul, listen, thank you so much for coming here today. And this is actually part two because I forgot to record. So poor Paul is holding his patience as we go through uh, the few questions again. So Paul, thank you so much for your patience. Paul, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and... Tell us how you got here today. That is such a great story. Yeah, so it was, um, I was in a job I wasn't mad about. It was in a, a marketing company in Dublin. And I, look, I was looking for a way out of there. And um, I ended up going to a talk with Deepak Chopra in the National Concert Hall. And I remember just loving the vibe of his voice. He's got a beautiful, uh, and you'd be familiar with this in Ayurveda, he's got such a lovely lilt to his voice. And he was speaking about the power of synchronicity. And um, afterwards, I was in the foyer of the National Concert Hall and I saw what looked to me like a pamphlet and written on the pamphlet was the words positive life. That was the name of it. And I remember feeling goosebumps on my arm and I thought, wow, that name is really beautiful. You know, I'd like to read about positive life. And I walked over. There was a housewife there and I said to her, what are you doing? And she said, this is a magazine I started for fun in my bedroom and you know, I just doing it for fun and it's going okay. And I do this, like I interview people or I have nice stories about people around Ireland and spiritual things. And it was all like angels and this kind of thing, you know, and I just picked it up and I took one in. She said, what do you do? And I said, I sell advertising. And I remember she said to me, I'm looking for someone to help me with that. <laughs> and I said, well, I think you've just manifested me and maybe I've manifested you in wow. this moment. And yeah, her name was Deirdre, actually. I, she's a great lady. And I worked for her for about a year. And I remember she phoned me up and said she was going to sell the magazine to a big wholesale company in Ireland. And I put the phone down and I thought, well, that's the end of that. I'll go back to my normal safe job here. And she said to me, uh, or sorry, the intuition came into me and said, I just got this powerful intuition. I I had basically done the two jobs for the year. You know, I did my my mainstream job and I did this on the side with Positive Life. And the intuition said, you should buy that magazine and leave this job. And I mean, the fear just came up. But also the (laughs) the knowing came up that this was the right way to go. And actually, it didn't really feel like there was a choice. And it led me to leaving the job, taking the magazine over revamping the whole thing I had this vision of asking the bigger names in America like Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra to be in the magazine and the story comes full circle because a year later and I was it was actually wasn't even conscious that this was happening but I remember looking at the magazine and we had Deepak Chopra with a feature on him in the main in the center pages and his assistant sent me a photograph to put on the cover of him so we put it in and we put positive life on the cover and I went wow, this all began with him and now he's on the cover a year later. And it was just like another one of those goosebump moments. So that's how I got here and that's how it all started. (laughs) It's such an incredible story and I've heard it already (laughs) earlier. And I still get goosebumps because it's like, and this time now it was more succinct. um, 
but I'd say leaving your job was difficult. You had a solid, great job and leaving that must have been a hard, real thought provoking decision. But then you, you knew that the inspiration was there to leave. With these great moments in our life comes great fear usually. And, um, I said this earlier as well, and I think it's important to say that don't worry, it'll knock again at your door. You know, if you don't take the opportunity, don't beat yourself up because what there's a great quote, I think it's by Rumi, what you seek is seeking you. And I like that quote because I like to allow life rather than deliberately create life. You know, I like to sometimes I'll get involved in maybe deliberately creating, but I love the art of allowing one of my favorite teachers is Abraham Hicks and uh, they oh, talk yes. about the art of allowing. And I love this. It's like a, I feel like you're almost like an artist or a musician when you allow life to have that complete acceptance of whatever's happening is just so special, you know? And it's so much easier, isn't it? Yeah, it is easier. As well, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, like it, I like a hack if I can, you know? <laughs> yeah. My own teacher used to say, and it used to annoy me, but now I love it. And I started using it myself as, um, let let it happen organically. So she'd be talking about a yoga posture and she'd want us to really flow with our practice to because we learned that on the mat is a reflection of your life in your life. So the mat is a relationship to you and you it, to it. And so she was always trying to get us to find the organic nature of the relationship of our yoga practice. And it's really over the years, it still always strikes me as that that thing of allowance. You know, again, it's that permission that we don't need to do what what I suppose our conditioning had given us was these ideas. Yeah. So, Paul, we'll shift on straight away. And I'm going to ask you, where do you find resource for your own health and happiness? So I have a number of practices that I like and um Meditation is, 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 is big for me. And I was saying to you earlier, I like to do the work of Joe Dispenza. Um, I like his meditations. I feel like it's like in terms of manifestation, and I was talking about the art of allowing there, but in terms of what Joe does, um, if people know his work, it's, he has a book called Becoming Supernatural. But one of his practices in the meditation is just to try and elevate your emotion to a place where the thing that you desire in your life is actually taking place while you're sitting on your couch with your headset on, you know? So I like that vibe of getting into that space of what I want to happen without it happening. I, re I remember this years ago, Abraham Hicks saying that the feeling itself is nearly more important than the manifestation because if you can walk around in that state as much as possible in your life, your life will unfold anyway. So I love that. I love that. I think that's an amazing hack, you know, to just yeah, to be happy nice. without needing anything else externally to be happy um, is fantastic. And other practices I do would be breath work. Uh, I like Wim Hof's practice. I would do that a few times a week. I do yoga a couple of times a week. And I love swimming in the Irish Sea because I'm right beside it here in uh, Monkstown. And, oh, so uh, you are really exploring all the avenues of yeah, making space for yourself. And do you play soccer? I love soccer. Actually, soccer is, yeah, probably up there as well. I feel like people, you know, people might who don't understand soccer, they'll say a bunch of men running after a ball. Uh, for me, it's like we're dancing. I don't know if you ever heard anybody say that, but it's like a dance because I know where my friend is going. He knows where I'm going. 
And when I go there, he's going to give me the ball over there. And that's the part I love, that kind of connection. And it's very important um, for men, particularly now, I feel that men have lost their place and are refinding mm-hmm. it. The masculine is, um, is refinding its place. The feminine is rising. We can all feel it. But the masculine is trying to find its place and hold that space. And when I hang out with a bunch of 20 men on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, I just feel such camaraderie. Um, there's a there's a gentleness in, in the game that we play. The guy who runs it calls it holistic football. And he, he's, he, he, he asks that nobody has any. We try to keep the physical contact when absolute minimum so nobody gets hurt. And we respect each other. Um, and we will actually honor each other if somebody's going through a tough time. It's really, really special. Um, yeah, it's very special. So I'm glad you and, reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah and badly needed, though. I, I, I'm, I also believe, like you, that the, the life of men needs to be opened out and drawn inward, you know, that to, to help them allow a new path to arrive. Um, because I feel that women have found that, you know, they have found the other avenues that are available, but men are still searching or maybe foundering in their search and everyone needs support. Every single one of us needs support through friends, family, but also our own internal inquiry. And I think without that internal inquiry, it's hard to find the direction that we want to take. Yeah. You know, those, that allowance that you were talking about is so vital, isn't it? Absolutely. Does anything come to mind when I ask you, is there a certain go-to that you use when you are stressed? Yeah, I, it's nature. Um, it's nature because I remember when I went through a tough time in 2014, um, I, I went to Glendalock one day and I felt this... Um, I walked there for two hours and because I was in such a negative place, I really felt the impact afterwards of how calm I was. And since then I've researched, I mean, I remember once we did a cover of Positive Life and the, the, it was the, we didn't actually interview anybody famous or anything. We just decided to do, to do a special issue on nature. And I remember on the tagline was nature is you, you are nature. And we had this beautiful image of a sunflower and it's one of my favorite covers that we ever did. But what I what I found out from interviewing the guy who he was this amazing expert on everything about nature, the forest bathing and all this kind of stuff. And he said that it releases an aerosol that goes into the bloodstream of the human. So the trees release an aerosol that goes into your bloodstream. So there's actually not only are you feeling good because you're out in the air, but you're getting some chemical alteration to your system. So what, what's happening is actually happening on a physical level as well, you know. So I didn't really know that before. And I thought, wow, that's why I feel. So I love trees and I just love the way they hold us and the way I remember one standing at Glendalock Lake and it said to me, I said, so I've been having all this tumultuous time in my life and you're just you're just here doing what you always do. And the lake said to me, yeah, I, I, I'm, I hold the space for you. I'm always here. That's my, that's my job. That's what yeah. it was saying, you know, yeah. this is my dharma. That um, when you were talking about the, the kind of our, our open reception to what is in the woods and the trees, you know, walking barefoot on the grass is like the same thing because I can't always get to the woods, you know, when I want. But I love that you go to nature straight away when you're feeling that pressure because I think that anyone in business 
no matter how big or small their business is, that nature is such a great go-to. And I think in Ireland, we're so blessed to have so much nature around us. We almost forget that it's there. You know, it's kind of like that thing when, when someone visits to Ireland and you end up going to all these places that like most people have lived in Ireland for many, many years, never been to certain places. Like I haven't been to um, the the Hill of Tara yet, you know, so I'm dying to go there, but I'm, I'm living here like 40 years. Um, so my girls are going with me for my birthday, but it's like that, you know, that sort of explore what we have that's right on our back doorstep. Why, why go beyond? So true. We have a wealth of riches in this country, you know, incredible. Yeah. And I find that there's the, you know, because of the, the deep Irish past that's so sunken into the soil coming, going back into the Druids, there's so much spirituality that's just waiting to come out. And I feel like this year might be the time for it to at least expand and open a little bit more into all of us. Gorgeous. So, Paul, before we finish and go on to something a little bit more simple, I wanted to ask, do you have any upcoming events that you want anyone to hear about coming in February of 2022? So our events are, a lot of them are online at the moment. And, um, in February, though, I'm planning a hybrid event where we interview uh, Teal Swan, probably is going to be Teal Swan. And the plan is that we have a live audience of about 70 people there. And I'll interview her for 45 minutes and then it's Q&A with the live audience. And we'll also have an audience online as well. So that would be nice. And uh, it'd be on a big screen so you can see her very clearly. And there's a lot of fans of Teal's in, in Ireland, I know. Her work is great. She specializes in the shadow. And one, I remember when I interviewed her in a live event a number of years ago, she asked me, how do you feel about the shadow? Because I'm Mr. Positive. And she was kind of taken, slagging me, I suppose. <laughs> and I said, uh, oh, no, I've been there a few times, but um, I don't like to go back there. And she said, well, <laughs> one of the secrets is to actually lo- love to go back there because it's where the gold is. And I, that, that, that quote has always stuck with me. Yeah, it's it's. It's so amazing that, because um, I agree with that as well. And my own teachers, they really worked with a lot of shadow. And it's, if we don't see the shadow, if we don't meet it, the light doesn't dawn. You know, that sort of idea going back to night and day. But really in shadow work, we're only seeing the parts of us that have been hidden or buried. And sometimes and often for very good reason as well. And there's timing to it to investigate shadow and to develop the foundations so that we can be strong enough to meet the shadow when it arrives. Sometimes it can arrive unexpectedly. I think we all know that. Like you had that experience in 2014. I had mine in 2016, well, 15, actually around 14 too. Um, But yeah, it it can arrive suddenly and it overwhelms us then. Yeah, overwhelmment is a, is, is a funny feeling, you know, it's a funny feeling. But definitely, I think nature and all of those, I mean, you do need a self-care practice now, you know, and that's that's why I'm glad you really asked, you asked that question because I couldn't understand how you could navigate life without a self-care practice. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's giving you the, I won't say ammunition, but it's giving you the grounding and security you need to walk through the world, you know. I saw yeah. the Matrix recently, and um, oh, uh, the the fourth one, did you? Yeah, have you seen How's it? How's Keanu looking? <laughs> he looks amazing. 
Uh, Are you going to interview him? Can I come and visit when you do? <laughs> He's a stunning man. And oh. um, But there's a beautiful moment in the movie where he falters and the lady helps him. And I didn't really twig the symbolism of it, but the, uh, a friend of mine, she said to me, that's the feminine rising because the masculine is losing their way. And I thought that was such a beautiful moment. That's You'll see it in the movie when you go, do go and see it because it's a, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but it's a fantastic spiritual reminder. It's got some great spiritual moments in it. And do you think going to the cinema is, is it advantageous to go to the cinema or wait till it comes out? Um, I would say go to the cinema if you can. Yeah, I think seeing Keanu on a big screen is always a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kelly, you have your own reasons there. Okay. <laughs> Just a bit of a fan there. Yeah. <laughs> So, Paul, do you have any? Can, okay, cutting from that, do you have anything else? You were talking about something earlier, and it was really, it was really so interesting. So, just before we go on to something a little bit lighter, it's second time, but I did want to just ask, what was it like to speak to Deepak? And I think you actually interviewed the Dalai Lama as well. So, can you tell us about some of these more amazing um, leaders of spirituality, health, and wellness? It's amazing that you mentioned Dalai Lama because we we interviewed him, but it was in a it was in a, a press room, so it was a number of people there. We didn't we didn't hang out with him personally, but we were in a room of about ten people. It's kind of nuts that I actually met the Dalai Lama, you know. Um, that was just because at the time we were only a very small magazine. I'm not saying we're a huge magazine now. We've always been small, but the fact was we weren't very well known then, and we just found ourselves in a room myself and my editor with the Dalai Lama. <laughs> And we were just two guys into spirituality, just hanging out. And suddenly we're with the Dalai Lama. And uh, that was kind of nuts. But I think my feeling was to put these big names on the cover of the magazine because I knew it would make people pick the magazine up. And, you know, if you're going to see famous people on the cover, you're going to grab the magazine. And then inside the magazine is homegrown content from all sorts of great writers here in Ireland, all sorts of great practices here in Ireland. And I wanted people to first be caught like the cover is very important visually because it catches your eye mm. and um, the wisdom that these people have. I mean, they're not reaching big audiences for no reason. You know, they're reaching these big audiences because they're resonating with consciousness on a very high level. I mean, the first time we had Eckhart on the cover, I was so proud that he was there because for me, he's the grandfather of spirituality in the world at the moment. And um, I always remember I asked him a question about hope. I said, what hope would you give somebody who was depressed? And he said, I would never give them hope because hope is a projection into the future. And all we truly have is the present moment. So I would bring them back to their breath. I would bring them back to their presence. I would bring them back to the nature outside the window. And we were interviewing him in a studio and me and the sound man, we were sitting there and we both just, we both went into the present moment. like you wouldn't believe. And um, I remember I used to slag Eckhart Tolle and say, what about next week, Eckhart? Are you obsessed with the now? <laughs> Can you ever think about plans in the future? And he would go, it's the now, it's the now, it's the now. <laughs> he must have loved chatting to you. Oh, he's great crack, that man. Great crack. <laughs> yeah, and you find that um, it's almost like the, the more spiritual they are, the, the happier and, and, you know, that they really get jokes. And I remember that because in Nottingham, uh, I, went, I went on some workshops with the Dalai Lama with my Ayurveda friends. And we just found that he was so funny and so so happy and didn't take himself seriously which I find 
really is a key point that the seriousness of life, if we're taking it all so seriously, we can't see beyond it then. Do you know what I mean, Paul? That, sure, yeah. You know, to find the lightheartedness, I think probably comes from, first of all, being aware of seriousness, but also then being aware of, of gratitude. Yeah, gratitude is powerful, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which you seem to have a lot of too, so. Yeah, I will uh, say something about that. I like I like gratitude, but I, I remember once, and I love these guys, Hicks, Abraham Hicks, they're one of my favorites, you know, and they said appreciation is a higher level of gratitude. It's a higher level. And I was kind of thinking, what's the difference? And there is a subtle difference, but you'll only determine it when you feel them. You know, so if you give gratitude for something in your life, as opposed to appreciation, appreciation has more emotional resonance in it. You mm. know, try it. Try, you probably tried it yourself, have you? You know, you, you, there's well, as soon difference. as you said it, I did. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more it's yeah, there's an emotion attached to appreciate someone is to use your heart yeah it's more active or something you know and i think it get i remember them saying it 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 gets you as close to your inner being as you possibly can be because your inner being is constantly appreciating everything so i like appreciation yeah yeah i suppose gratitude is used so much for bringing the mind inward towards the heart maybe that's the difference there's a there's like a verb to it and then appreciation is just a heartfelt sense it's a subtle difference yeah and the felt sense is such an important thing for all of us to use to identify emotions isn't it because you were saying about joe dispenza's work you know that it's coming into that emotion i love that idea i've never heard of that practice so i'm going to try it myself so thank you paul for that um the visualization using your emotion. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, we'll send you a Joe Dispenza meditation. I'll send you one. Oh, that would be lovely. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. I'd be really interested. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else you'd like to add before I ask you the very last question? No, I think we're fine now. We've covered covered a lot. Okay. So Paul, is there a book that you would recommend to my listeners, our listeners? And I'm sure I'll have Um, many people listening to this podcast Um, so I'm really excited so is there any book or something that you would recommend that could enhance their interest in spirituality and developing a sense of themselves so I'm going to go for an old classic because um, one of the books that impacted me the most and even to this day I would say the impact was so significant was Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. Um, It was an incredible moment reading that book. It was full of goosebumps. There's something about the wording that the God uh, presence uses in that book. It's like a dialogue between him and and God. And I interviewed Neil Donald Walsh. I think we interviewed him once or twice, and I met him in the Gresham Hotel. He did a talk there. he would say himself that he's not the most likely man to be speaking to God because he's quite grumpy and 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 <laughs> cranky. <laughs> he kind of comes across a little bit like that, you know. But and that man was homeless at one point, and he asked God to help him. and And the book uh, changed my life completely. And even like I actually was in an Airbnb a couple of about a year ago, and it was on a shelf. And I read it again, and it go book one, book two, and book three are simply amazing. 
book three goes into the potential for life and looks at some advanced kind of beings and how they live their lives. It's an incredible resource and it really resonated with me at the time. So if you haven't read Conversations with God, you're in for a treat. So put it on the shelf. Yeah. No, put it in your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm the kind of gal that likes the book in the hand, oh, not absolutely. so much on the... The only reason I'd go for the Kindle sort of things is eyesight. Okay, so Paul, listen, I, I want to thank you for your patience. You've taken a lot of time out of your day today for this interview, for this chat, really. I don't, I don't feel it was an interview. And I'm so glad that we had the time together. You're, you're actually quite an amazing, inspiring individual. So thank you so very much. I really, really appreciate your presence here today. Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate you right back at you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Okay, everyone, we will talk to you later. And I'm thanking Paul. So I look forward to chatting to everyone in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, because I might I might use some. Oh, I can't. Sure, I didn't record it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a ditz. Thank <laughs> you.